Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Eve. Welcome to Transforming Trauma, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share stories. Transforming Trauma is about freedom, healing, connection, and even some laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm excited to share with you this month just some reflections that I've had on various survivor-related news and events and just to make space for my own voice, because it's been quite some time since I've talked to myself here on this beautiful porch on a fall morning day. So first, sexual violence has continued to be at the forefront of the world stage. Most recently, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is under the limelight. And I've also been sucked into the sexual harassment case involving NYU professor Ronell. So I'm not going to go into detail with all of that, because it's very much still simmering um, within me, and I want to take my time to to gather my thoughts for a future episode, but I did want to pose the question of how it's all sitting with you. I know that I turned on the radio and just hearing one caller's minimizing um, of Brett Kavanaugh, that really set me in a little tailspin, and how it was something that happened a long time ago was hard for me to hear. Shortly after that, I saw on social media somebody sharing these tweets by Marissa Cabas. Not sure who she is, but they're, they're really powerful statements that were retweeted thousands of times and liked almost 5,000 times. So clearly they struck a chord. I'll just read them to you quickly. They say this could ruin his life without acknowledging it already ruined hers. They say he was just a kid without acknowledging that she was too. They say it was just a few stupid mistakes without acknowledging how those few minutes changed all her years. They say he doesn't deserve this, as if she does. They say boys will be boys without realizing that denied this girl her girlhood. They say he deserves better, while implying she does not. Whew! So those are some familiar statements that I'm sure we've all heard frequently, or at least at one point in our lives, whether from family or friends or the media but they're, they're super familiar to me and just wanted to take a moment to remind ourselves that consuming the news impacts us. And if you've li- been listening to me for a while, you know that I'm, I'm really drawn to books and podcasts and events and groups 
and news that is related to survivors. And I know that I'm not alone in that. It's this interesting pull to to maybe see our stories reflected or to understand, make sense of, feel less alone. I'm sure that's a big part of it. So just be cognizant of of how it's feeling in your body while while you're consuming that that news or reading that book or listening to that podcast. How do you feel during it? How do you feel after? So you can really regulate and, and balance how much you're you're doing that. That's that's really what is helpful for me. I might spend 30 minutes, 60 minutes reading about something or hearing a news clip, but I, I make sure that I'm taking in other things and, and not overwhelming myself. So on a different note, this week I've gotten to go to some really empowering survivor-related activities, and I'm just in a big transition right now in my life and feeling really grateful that I have this purpose and this sense of connection to people who have similar struggles to me. And while we all have very different stories, there's something truly amazing about being in a room with other survivors. I know, I remember just a couple years back what that was like for me to step into a, a room and it was very emotional. So it's it's been a couple years and now it feels a little bit less scary and more comforting and freeing and I, I can't really put words to it, almost like swimming in honey, just to feel like I'm in, like last night, there was this feeling of pride that I, I haven't had in a while where I felt proud of the work that I'm doing and it was being showcased and um, there was a focus on triumphs and challenges of recovery and five different survivors of all genders shared their stories without notes. I was totally blown away and... There was some a few things that really stuck with me, little tidbits that I wanted to share with you all. Um, one person talked about what it's like for them hearing a kid in the grocery store crying and how that can be triggering. And he went back into his car to try to ground himself and remind himself of his age and that he's safe. And it reminded me of a time when I saw a young child being kind of scolded in public and how quickly I assumed that there was abuse going on in their family. And it's a reality that trauma can really shape the way that you see the world. And um, because of neuroplasticity, we know that these are not final things. So if you notice that you jump to conclusions really quickly, um, you know, it's a strength too, because there is a lot of trauma and it's good to be vigilant and aware. But if you notice that you're really jumping to conclusions, as soon as you see a kid maybe being, you know, bossed or told what to do by a parent, if your mind jumps from A to Z, then it's something to be to be aware of and be compassionate and grounding yourself when you recognize you're having those moments that you're being triggered and you're you're having a feeling of unsafety you're identifying with with a kid so just something that that struck me when you when you hear someone describe something that you can really relate to then there were some questions that came up in the audience that really struck me what what helps you be able to access your tools this person was really resonating with someone who described how they have all these tools, but then reaching into the toolbox can be really hard. And I really liked hearing some of the responses about going outside and feeling the grass on their feet and how being close to mother nature is something that really helps someone connect back to their tools. Um, Someone else gave a really honest answer that sometimes they can't access their tools and having a friend to help ground them or bring them back to the moment is really useful. So for some people that might be their therapist, but this person was describing kind of a, a really 
acute crisis moment and her friend was able to say, what are the facts? And I think that that's a really good question to help bring someone back into the moment. Another question was, when do you feel most at peace? And that really made me think. Other people answered that question so beautifully. Being in a creative space has really been a peaceful experience for one survivor. Playing sports was the answer for another. Helping people, filling someone's heart. That was really beautiful, hearing how that's when she feels most at ease, helping other people and sharing her story. Another woman said being home with her family and at home and with her family is something she's had to redefine for herself. So she she grew quite emotional, and that was something that really inspired me, as I hope to do that um, in my future, really creating my own family and home someday. There was a phrase that really struck me last night around self-awareness is not selfish. Um, I know that in my life, the story of me being selfish or setting boundaries that people don't like is something I'm very familiar with. So just reminding myself that self-awareness is not selfish was super profound. It's always the, the simple phrases that really get you. Another moment that really resonated with me was the question of why did this happen? Will that question ever go away? They asked. And then they reframed it, that a therapist told him that that's actually a really healthy question to have. It's something I've been thinking a lot about. I, I had that question for a long time, why did this happen? And kind of sitting with that realization that it, it never should have happened, that it was not your fault, it was not your responsibility. Maybe there was no reason that it happened, but just knowing that inherently in that question is that this did not have to happen. And so I've just been blown away by being at these survivor-related activities and shedding the shame and just realizing how life-saving it is, literally saving lives and preventing further violence from happening simply from one survivor speaking their truth to another. There was literally someone in the audience last night who said that they were in a training and heard someone identify as a survivor, and it was the first time that they felt the courage to acknowledge themselves that they had their own history and they came out to this event um, looking to connect and have community. They showed this incredible video from YouTube from the oneinsix.org campaign. I definitely recommend it. I don't want to give it away because it's, it's called Survivors of Sexual Abuse and Assault Reveal an Important Truth. It's a must watch and I think it could, could be triggering for some. So make sure that you have what you need to support you as you watch it and afterwards take good care of yourself. And I also am excited to share that an organization I've been involved with, Survivor Leadership Collective, made a video last April, We Need You to Listen, and we were encouraged to submit it to a global public health film festival. And it was amazingly, much to our surprise, accepted and will be shared in San Diego in November. So that is huge and really a reminder that you never know um, what's going to what's going to click and where your art or your writing or your music will be showcased. So take that risk, submit your thing, share your voice. Um, the last thing I want to share with you today is something I've noticed that's really puzzled me recently, how in society we clap when people say that they've been in recovery for five years, 10 years, one year, and don't get me wrong, that's incredible and takes so much work and resilience. But why is it that we don't clap and, and acknowledge and honor what it means to be in recovery from 
sexual trauma, sexual violence, sexual assault, rape, incest, child sexual abuse, harassment, you know, whatever, whatever it is, why is there not an acknowledgement that that takes so much hard work and heart and patience and resilience and fortitude and perseverance, just something to, to think about. And if you identify with that question or want to challenge it, I would love to hear from you. Um, it's always great to hear from listeners and know that this podcast is reaching you and reaching people. Um, you can always contact me and I just appreciate your listening and tuning in. I would love to know if you would like to be on the show or recommend anyone else. Appreciate your joining me today. And please don't forget to visit www.rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse, recovery coaching, and explore the dozens of resources on the site. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We have much more to share. And please check out the show notes for some of the resources I mentioned today. Until next time, bye-bye.